Hello, and welcome to Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is Urban Sprawl with Little Regulation. Is this what the middle class really wants? I'm starting with a quote from Joel Kotkin, CEO of a Houston-based think tank called Urban Reform Institute, and it's from an article in the New York Times dated September 4th, 2017, one week after Hurricane Harvey struck Houston. Quote, what looks like sprawl is healthier for the middle class and conforms to what most families want anyway. End quote. Houston isn't the only city in the U.S. with urban sprawl, but it is known in some circles as a model city for rapid, supposedly inexpensive housing growth unencumbered by zoning laws or environmental concerns. Like Mr. Kotkin stated above, many people believe it is the housing of the future. Thousands of individual inexpensively constructed suburban homes each with a two-car garage and a cramped but private backyard surrounding a major city or other urban area accessible only by car. Although popular since at least the 1950s and before, the city of Houston takes this model to an extreme. If you don't think the picture above of supposedly healthy housing is depressing enough, there's a much darker side to this expansion at all costs phenomenon, and that is its failure to consider the true cost of building homes and businesses on what is essentially a coastal floodplain, which includes marshland, swampland, and prairie. These types of land bordering bios, gulf, and ocean waters are the last place humans should be choosing for construction, particularly without extensive environmental safeguards in place. And Houston, in particular, has lauded its decisions to toss aside zoning restrictions regarding expansion that most cities use and to pave over way too many wetlands, which hold back floodwaters and considerably reduce pollution. These choices added up to millions of dollars in recovery and rebuilding after the city's frequent flooding over the last century or so, and billions of dollars more after Hurricane Harvey struck in August of 2017. These are the basic statistics five years after Harvey, Houston's most catastrophic flooding event. More than 60 people died in the storm. More than 300,000 structures were flooded more than $120 billion in damage was caused. By all accounts, Houston is not just one of the largest American cities, but one of the coolest. Modern and diverse, it boasts 145 languages spoken within its borders, a grand performing arts center, and of course, world-class sports teams. The city can certainly choose to not have restrictive zoning laws or implement environmental safety measures as it continues its expansion, but at what cost? The word cost is important in this context because the urban planners who favor the Houston model tout the affordability of the homes 
which are less expensive than the average price of homes across the country. According to Forbes, the average home price in the U.S. in September of this year was $384,800. And in Houston, as of October, was $336,940, according to Rocket Mortgage. But what is the true cost of a home built in a floodplain? According to those advocating for a different model of urban growth, like higher-density neighborhoods centered around public transportation, Peter Calthorpe, architect and urban designer and planner who promotes sustainable building practices, said the following about Houston's model. Quote, Houston's middle-class affordability, Peter Calthorne argues, has been underwritten by the construction labor of undocumented workers and by insurance programs that subsidize building on cheap, flood-prone land. And the housing is less affordable when you factor in the transportation costs of getting to and from those homes in a far-flung metro, end quote. And Shelley Puticha, head of the Urban Solutions Team of the National Resources Defense Council, believes that, quote, the potential for flooding and damage to property was never considered in the calculus of affordability. These homes are no longer affordable, end quote. Of course, there is a middle ground, too much less destruction of natural wetlands and prairie, Houston is now touting its achingly slow construction of a few human-made wetlands to replace those the developers paved over, much less construction in areas already prone to flooding, and tighter boundaries to construction adjacent to agricultural and forested lands. See Oregon's Urban Growth Boundary Regulation. Finally, there's the human cost in time forever lost and years of anguish after one loses a home. What is, what is it worth for a person to wait five years to get help to rebuild her home after a natural disaster like this woman did? A Houston nonprofit who helped this resident rebuild after Hurricane Harvey, along with Habitat for Humanity, said, quote, thousands of families are still trying to rebuild their homes and lives five years after Harvey. The storm damaged more than 150,000 homes in Harris County alone. Let's hear your thoughts about Houston and other cities taking an urban expansion at all costs approach. Let a rip in the comment section below. And as always, I appreciate your support and thoughtful ideas that make our crime and punishment community a welcoming space to visit and chat. There's no time like the present to become a free or paid subscriber. Thank you in advance for your interest. Remember, Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America is a reader-supported publication. To receive new posts and support my work, consider becoming a free or paid subscriber. As always, thank you so much for listening and reading. Good night from Crime and Punishment, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America.